I'm Dr. Gene Hansen. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, June 20th. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Monitor. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with none other than Jarrett McKenzie. And, Jarrett, you've got what? Like a CWS and a CFP? And a I thought you were going with the kid theme there again. No. I mean, <laughs> one t- I mean, we can talk about that. Yeah, no, no, a couple of designations there, yeah, financial yeah. planners. Yeah, all right. And uh, how many kids? I mean, since you brought it up. Well, hey, five. That's, you, that's why I'm here. That's <laughs> what you, I've been up here since 3 o'clock this morning waiting <laughs> on the show to start. Trying, <laughs> trying, just trying to get out of the house. Trying <laughs> to get away from them or, or working so hard well, just to feed them. Which to was re, it? to regain my sanity. Yeah. All right. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> we also have Justin Wagner. Who is, uh, he work, Justin, you work in our 401k division and uh, deal with a whole lot of 401k plan participants. Uh, I know you have a designation, am I right? It's AIF. AIF. And credit, that out. Accredited Investment Fiduciary. There we go. That sounds Big prestigious words. right there. Yeah. And it is. It's a good one. If you're going to get one, especially in your business. No, it is. Yeah. In terms of the corporate retirement side, that's a. That's a really good one to see. So there we go. Working with professionals, <coughs> that's what you want. And uh, as the show goes on today, we'll, I'm sure, get into some conversations about 401ks. And uh, since that is really the most common way that people at least start their savings plan for their for their retirement, uh, we'll, we'll flesh out a few things this week. But, hey, let's talk about some stock market returns. What do you guys think of this stock market? Uh, Trying we're to figure out why you told me to put all my money in energy at the beginning of the year. Yeah, what were well, you thinking, Troy? Oh, I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> no, that that has been the most surprising piece, I think, just and continues to be. It seems to be moving all over the place without a lot of rationale. But you know, I guess that's to be expected. Well, there is to some, some rationale. It, I mean, it. Well, it, recently the rationale is not economic based. Yes, that's, that's true. That's the problem. It's is, cartel based. Exactly. It is yeah. a car. I mean, supply is controlled by a cartel, mm-hmm. which means price is controlled by a cartel, yeah. which means it's very difficult to invest in a in a atmosphere where that is the case. When I started pounding the table was after the, the great decline, February, March, and, and uh, prices in, in uh, energy had gotten, uh, crude oil, we'll just say, mm-hmm. had gotten so depressed that it, no one who produces it could have remotely dreamed that they were going to be able to sustain that price long term and uh it was done on purpose um which you know it it caused uh some short-term angst i'm sure for anyone who produces it saudi arabia was the one that basically there they are the country that controls most of our uh the global oil production but uh they got in a 
kind of in a row with the Russia when they said, you know, we, they saw demand declining. They said, why don't we reduce uh, supply a little bit? Um, next thing you know, Russia says, ah, we we don't really want to play that game. We'd rather just try to smooth out the, uh, our revenues and not really worry about what happens to uh, to prices otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saudi Arabia got mad because they are the boss. <laughs> I'm thinking that's kind of in their mind, yeah. the way they thought about it. So they said, oh, yeah, watch this. So they just started producing like crazy. Uh, drove prices to uh, unheard of levels. What did we get mm-hmm. in the teens? Yeah, it was down in the uh, teens. 17. Price per barrel. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know now we've rebounded a good bit from there, but it's still the the big question now is demand, and you know with the world only could you argue halfway open maybe from the COVID nineteen um, pandemic shutdown that everyone went through. Um, all demand still has not returned to what it was. So, you well, know, that's you know, kind of what you're looking The flip side at. of that, from a consumer perspective, I mean, I filled up earlier today for well under $2 <laughs> a gallon. Sure. Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah. yeah. I bought... As we start driving more, that's going to make mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, early April, I was buying gasoline just down the road from the office here, a buck thirty-nine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I could years, I could fill up my pickup truck with a thirty dollar, <laughs> with a thirty dollar or less bill. I mean, it was. I can't. I've been struggling to to figure out why it, it still seems that the stock prices, especially for these major oil players, is still so tied to that price per barrel of oil. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at their their uh, operations, otherwise, I mean, these days when you talk energy, it's not as much oil as it used to be, right? They're investing in wind and, and solar and, uh, you know, all kind of different yeah, alternative methods. So it seems, I would think it would become less and less tied to that price per barrel, but it certainly does not seem to be yeah, the case here recently. I mean, in, in the United States, there's certain, um, you know, I guess you could call them micro-economies, Texas being one of them, mm-hmm. uh, that really struggles when Alaska. oil prices decline significantly. Right. Alaska, North Dakota's got even some of that in western North Dakota. Uh, so, you know, there, it, it still makes a huge difference. But one thing, you bring it up, one thing that Saudi Arabia has been talking about for the last four or five years is that they are become less, they are going to become less and less and less dependent on uh, crude oil. So uh, we'll just have to watch and see how successful they are at that. They do have some pretty heavy uh, construction in that region, you know, in the Middle East. So sure. uh, you see some of that. But let's let's go ahead and flesh this out. For the week, the market is up 3.4%. Information technology leads the way at 4.4% gain. The only negative is utilities down 0.04%, four basis points in our world. Uh, consumer staples toward the bottom, health care toward the bottom as well. They're only up 2.5% or thereabouts. Um, but the market is up, and you can almost always count on that, and that is the reason that I always tell you guys that I am the broken record at the end of the show. I can go ahead and, spoiler alert, anyone who uh, hadn't listened to us before, you're going to hear me say that at well, some point Who would have thought technology we would be the, the leader there? I mean, well, gosh, I mean, look at all, all of these different time periods. I mean, it Twelve months. Mm-hmm. Technology up 34.38%. Are you kidding me? Energy down 313 yeah. So uh, Thank God there's that offset. Yeah. <laughs> Communication services up 135 Consumer discretionaries almost 12%, 114 
health care up 10.4%. I mean, you know, things are, are not too bad. Now, year-to-date, we did fall back below uh, even on the S&P 500. At this point, we're down 3%. Uh, year to date, but I mean, if who you take into account where that? we were March 23rd, I mean, oh, people yeah. seem to have forgotten. Yeah. I can promise you, with the amount of phone calls I was getting, I have not forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> of course, and yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, 34 percent, 34 point, uh, 33.92 percent. I think it was Justin. Uh, no, 34.78. It was, yeah. it was almost in what 28 days or something like yeah. that. From the, yeah, from, from the top to the February bottom. February 19th to yep. March 23rd, we lost 33.92%. Just unbelievable. Uh, yep. But yeah. like I say, technology uh, has ripped through. Technology, uh, year-to-date, up 12.27%. Jarrett, you want you some of that? I got me some of that. Oh, there you go. Consumer <laughs> discretionary is up 6.21. <laughs> the only other positive for this year is communication services, which is up one point. I'm really surprised about utilities. I mean, I thought going into this with us being, you know, quarantined and everyone being at home and using probably more energy than they ever have. Granted, I guess office buildings and things weren't using as much, but it's just been surprising to see it suffer to the extent that it has. I mean, what is it? Well, not only half year to date. Not only that. Think about what the weather did to us this year. Yeah, that's it was cool. Good point. It, it, real cool. It was really nice. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. were, you know, but and correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> when when you see yields come down as much as we have, won't don't people generally go towards utilities as a yield plan? Often, yeah, 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 they will. Um, yeah. And if you look at that period that we're talking about, utilities, mm-hmm. consumer staples, healthcare, all outperform the market from the mm-hmm. from the February 19th to March 23rd date right. that we're talking about. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I can tell you that it was significant. Um, and, you know, trying to mute volatility in, uh, in a portfolio, it's good that you would get some exposure there. So, um, you know, looking at, uh, we talked about it a little bit, looking at interest rates, we've seen kind of a further flattening of the curve this week, too, which is uh, really strange. Um, you know, you've got uh, 1.46% yield in um in the 30-year treasury and you got 11.7 basis points so 0.117 percent if you haven't refinanced a loan lately <laughs> yeah you, you might, might want to think about that well in fact yeah. it's it's getting a little harder and harder to uh, do those cash outs i've been mm-hmm. looking this week so we're going to take a real quick break and we get back we'll have a dog of the week y'all stick around This week, and uh, usually I try to make these things about something related to finance. This time, I'm telling you, this is just a, a personal quirk of my own. It feels like I've been married since 2002, and it feels like since that time, about half 
of my life has been spent waiting on my wife to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> well, we're going down well, this road, I'm about to say, Be real careful. <laughs> so be careful. So here's the story, the headline out of UPI. Wife's bathroom break earns husband $500,000 lottery prize. I think this has got to be the happiest guy. Whoever had to wait on his wife at the bathroom. I'd say so. That's a pretty good fare for uh, having a little wait. So uh, a South Carolina couple was driving down the road um, somewhere between I-95 and it's Aner, North Carolina, or Aner, South Carolina, halfway between I-95 and uh, not, uh, what is it, what's the big? Through South Carolina? Yeah, what's the big beach over there? Oh, Myrtle Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, there we go. Uh, and uh, she had to go to the restroom really bad, begged him to stop. He stops while he's waiting on her, fills up with gas, and decides he saw somebody else scratching a scratch off. He went inside, scratched it off. One ticket, $500,000. Well, that ain't fate. I don't know what This it is. show, we do not recommend <laughs> folks to play the lottery. That's going to make me think twice about stopping next time we get in the lottery yeah. ticket. Yeah, well, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But I mean, somebody's got to win. Well, Might as you well know. be you. I- ironically, <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the time, right. because of the way right. these things are worked, <laughs> the state makes all the money. Don't know if yeah. you know that, Justin. This is uh, this is what we have often called a, a voluntary tax on the poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the there more you play it, usually the poorer you get. There yeah. must be something to this because now that I think about it, the one time I've been to Las Vegas. The one time I went to the Bellagio, which was for a Circus Olay show, was waiting on my wife to go to the bathroom afterwards, so I figured I'd play a slot while I was waiting. This is the biggest jackpot I've ever hit. It was only a few grand, but mm-hmm. still, so, for so five minutes. The one-armed bandits. Every once <laughs> there, in a maybe, while, though. Maybe, yeah, there's a strategy here. We just haven't seen it. we got to start. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have brought this up at all. This, You know, here I am. Normally, I'm telling people, don't yeah. do it. Run from the lottery. Never play the lottery. If you're listening to this right now. It could go two ways. <laughs> uh, bad and worse. Right. Yeah. Let's just leave it there. Anyway, I, I just thought, you know, finally I had a positive story to attach to yeah. waiting on your wife to get out of That's the pretty public restroom. But, um, you know, usually their, they're their all. Their bladders were so fortuitous. <laughs> Normally not. The only thing that you get to do is waste your time waiting. Uh, but, well. hey. That was quite the dog. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, we've got a situation we wanted to talk about. Uh, In this post-pandemic, or uh, you could probably even say we're in the midst of it now, COVID-19 pandemic and and your 401k, Ann and Christopher in their mid-30s, they got one child and one on the way. Uh, The situation is uh, Ann has lost her job. Uh, They worry about whether or not um, they're going to be able to meet their retirement goals going forward uh, just because, number one, the market, you know, took a nosedive. It has recovered significantly, as we said, you know, and we're only down 3% uh, year-to-date in 2020, but we have seen some significant volatility between uh, mid-February and toward the end of March. So uh, they've they've stopped to think about you know, whether or not they've saved enough, are they going to be able to save enough? And uh, it just seems to uh, coincide. We've got some information out of the Employee Benefit Research Institute uh, recently that, um, you know, they do this survey every year uh, to determine whether or not 
uh, people, you know, how they feel about their their uh, preparedness for retirement. Are you on the right track mm-hmm. or whatever? Sure. Uh, 2019, the numbers came out. Um, looks like they said 82% of people were pretty confident they were going to do well. Uh, this year, it's more like 77%. And that was as of January. Well, the EBRI decided that they would go back and revisit that in March after the market took such a nosedive. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the numbers weren't terribly significantly changed. Um, you know, they, they uh, when you look yeah, at it, the slight. overall numbers are slight. However, they decided they'd dig a little deeper. And um, if there was no negative impact on employment, they were right. There, there's not really that big of change. Now, if there was a negative employment uh, situation, the, the decline was significant from 77% down to 47%. Yeah, you know, for sense. those uh, when they were asked if they would have enough money to retire comfortably. Um, the one thing I'll say about this survey, 82% is pretty significant. <laughs> and and yeah, it's higher than I thought the, it would be. The, the well, I mean we're talking about confidence numbers. This really right. necessarily the doesn't up 31% have 31% for the mm-hmm. year. So right. people are yeah. all, in, in 2019. Feel good. Well, now yeah. it did happen in January, so right. you know, you would think that it would be mm-hmm. it would be you know, commensurate to those numbers, but <clears throat> the thing is uh, the EBRI also puts out data, and I know it's not in the notes you've been provided, but the, the situation is only about 25% of all workers have savings whatsoever toward retirement. Right. So they're assuming that they'll be comfortable on Social Security or you mm-hmm. know a, a, a retirement plan that's been provided to them for work, yeah. which are very rare these days. So uh, part yeah. of it, I think, is an overconfidence mm-hmm. until you get kicked in the teeth. <laughs> Uh, and then you can see your well, confidence. I've read that before. Which, that's why I thought it was a little high, just because I, I know the savings rate is nowhere near yeah. the confidence rate. Right. But you're and, right. And, but that's constant. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty common that most people think they're going to be fine in retirement, and mm-hmm. they really have not slowed down to do any calculations as to what it might take. Right. Um, and and even worse, you know. Th- Especially well, when you're dealing with a, a, a lot of mid-March kind of situation. Just see one big number, whether that's fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. But what's more important is the income that that money generates. Yeah, right. Because right? Social Security was meant to provide for the necessities yeah. and the bare minimum. Anything over and above that, you have to have some type of savings that's going to generate income. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really important to, to focus on the income number. Yeah. More so than that total number. Yeah, Social Security was never meant to be your retirement plan. Exactly. It's to supplement the retirement plan. Correct. Even yeah. if that is, you know, a lot of folks, they have significant Social Security, and that's a big chunk of what they get each year. But even still, you don't rely on that, especially, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are still working. I mean, who knows how long it'll be before they start to, you know, change things in that regard. Because Social Security as a benefit program, I don't think can continue at the rate it is. I mean, they've... They've made some small tweaks, but eventually there's going to have to be a lot bigger ones for it to keep up with, you know, the population mm-hmm. and all the the obligations that the fund has. Uh, so, you know, which is why it's so much more important to focus on right a, a company savings plan, an IRA, outside mm-hmm. investments, things like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, as much uh, grief as I give the 
millennials on this show, um, you know, come in with the what up fam and <laughs> and the beard and everything. Yeah, I mean, and now I have a beard. I'm, coming around. I'm trying to be a millennial as hard as I can. I just was born a, a whole lot too early. Uh, <laughs> the, the the issue is though, uh, the size of that generation actually is has uh, made it so that I don't necessarily have to worry about a social security shortfall. But mm-hmm. uh, I still believe that uh, it's not the best. I mean, in any circumstance, it is not your best um, plan, your best strategy Mm -hmm. to rely on the government to take care of you. Uh, The reason that we have Social Security, period, is because this was an after effect of the Great Depression in 1929 through, you could argue, through basically World War II. Mm -hmm. Uh, During that time, we had significant unemployment and a lot of people suffered greatly, and the government decided to provide them, just as you guys said, some bare necessities uh, through a plan where, you know, they would take a portion. They would force you to save, basically take a portion of your income and put it aside and uh, watch it grow. It has turned into uh, basically a Ponzi scheme. Uh, yeah, how much better do you, do you call it? I mean, uh, I don't know how you all feel, but when I look at my pay stub and I see the amount of money that's being pulled out for Social Security, mm-hmm. if I knew I could take that and put that in my 401k, I'd make that go a lot further. <laughs> yeah, well, quite a bit. Yeah, there are certain government agencies across the country that, uh, or municipalities that have opted out of the system and that they actually do quite well. Um, But, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, we all believe that we're going to be fine. Um, We have confidence confidence over confidence (laughs) and we and we take no action to to meet with that potential. So, uh, you know, a a big part of this is the very first step is go around and ask folks. Do you have enough to retire? Do you, are you saving enough to retire? And mm-hmm. what do you think their first question is going to be? Know. They uh, haven't yeah. a clue. No clue. A lot of folks say, "What do we need? A million dollars?" No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Depends on what you spend. Yeah. Depends. Well, yeah. Precisely. It's yeah. it's more about your spending, and that's usually an effect of how much you make today. Well, let's take a real quick break, and uh, when we get back, we'll talk some more about this situation. Money Talks. We'll be right back. Pandemic-induced recession. You're listening to Money Talks. Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with none other than Garrett McKenzie. Yes, sir. And Justin Wagner. And uh, we've been talking about all kind of stuff. 401K this week. And uh, if you have your a question you'd like for us to answer on the air we'd love to hear from you uh, our question hotline is uh the number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. you'll call in get a voicemail uh leave us your answer at the beep or your question rather at the beep we'll uh, play that on the air and answer right behind it uh, if you'd rather talk to a human being you can call and uh 
Ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show, and that number is 770-429-9166, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, you can also go to our website, hensler.com. We've got loads and loads of information downloaded uh, to help you with questions on finance, um, taxes, uh, rea- business business uh, reactions to uh, take part in uh, some of the COVID-19 uh, economic uh, responses from our government. Uh, we have a whole page that is uh, dedicated to uh, coronavirus and the and uh, what you can do to to uh, navigate deal n- deal with everything that mm-hmm. you've been seeing, like you said, yep. Jared. Navigate the waters and. That's right. um, <clears throat> Why don't we dive back into these questions about the 401k? So uh, before the last break, we were talking about Ann and Christopher. Ann has lost her job. Uh, she worries that they will not have enough to retire on. Um, you know, they've got some 401k savings, but uh, uh, things have been rough. So some of the things that folks are dealing with in their 401k uh, obviously, if you have a job loss, that's obviously a tough blow. Um, if it's temporary, you can probably get back in there. I don't know how they're going to handle all of that. I would assume that's a business by business. It's a company by company decision. Yeah, uh, as to whether or not you know things go as normal. Um, the uh, the match might be different when you go back, uh, just depending on how much the business suffered. Um, but we were talking before the break, and really the the big thing you need to know is how much you need to save for retirement. So, you know, there's uh, that EBRI study, the Employee Benefit Research Institute puts out a study every year and uh, talks about how confident um, employees are and uh, whether or not they'll be able to retire comfortably. And it doesn't always mesh. In fact, it seldom meshes with the reality that, uh, you know, 25% of of individual workers have actually saved anything for retirement. Yet, you know, it's somewhere around 80% that always say they're confident that they're going to be fine. So um, I think maybe the difference is comfortably and being able to meet your basic needs uh, yeah, you'll get Social Security, but why don't you save uh, in addition to some of that? So uh, we did want to go through a few other ideas, but uh, number one, you have to know how much you need to be saving in order for you to retire uh, with whatever it is that that you want. And in order to do that, you have to sit down. Uh, you can do it yourself, or you can sit down with a professional. You talk about, uh, okay, I'm saving this money. It's before taxes. Taxes are number one. Uh, you're going to have to pay taxes when you take your money out of your 401k. Uh, unless it's a Roth. Unless 401k, it's a Roth. Which those are some other interesting conversations to have. And I don't want to pause you, but one thing I do want to say is if you work with a company that has a 401k and you don't know if there's an advisor on the plan, you need to ask your head of HR or someone in management because that is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. If there is an advisor, you need to talk to them. If there isn't, 
that's somewhere where yeah. we can help. Absolutely. If someone's I mean, getting paid to big, advise right. you or guide you, then such utilize a big it. benefit. Right. Yeah. And, and with that advisor, it actually, the company pays for right. uh, that service, and part yep. of the service is to talk to the individual plan participants, and that's what Justin does all day long. Okay. If, uh, if you have questions as to whether or not, uh, you know, you have an advisor uh, that works on the 401k plan, you can always call and, uh, you know, as I said, the number 770-429-9166. Ask for Justin Wagner. Uh, he can lead you through that conversation and, and help you get those answers from your company as well. Uh, and he would always love to hear from you. But as I was saying, you know, a lot of times your 401k plan administrator will have some type of little calculator that says, you know, you put in a certain amount as to what you want to retire with or what you make right now. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty basic calculator, mm-hmm. but you show them how much you're saving, how much you've saved outside of your 401k plan, and then it gives you like a percentage of your uh, your income replacement is what they usually show you. Now, uh, Jarrett, correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a true financial plan is going to go a little more in-depth than that. Yeah, it's a little more extensive. But I will say, to their credit, a lot of these uh, administrators' platforms, you know, the the uh, ability that they have on their website to do those types of things has really been incredible. I mean, honestly... We, there's little reason why you shouldn't if if the system which i know a lot of our clients have accounts with uh custodians like fidelity and some of these other major players that the the platform itself has the ability to rebalance it you know so they're wanting help from us and i tell them usually look i don't think it makes sense to pay us if you have the ability through that platform to rebalance things on a monthly or quarterly or semi-annual, whatever we decide is appropriate. Sure. You know, that, that may not be some active oversight that is ongoing. And if that's what you want, it's a different conversation. But, again, th- these these platforms have just become incredibly dynamic. I've been impressed to see that they, they do offer these calculators. And right. All these and, and a lot of that's relatively recent, the last that's, five to ten mm-hmm, years, correct. I would say. Before, yeah. you know, we prior to that, you didn't see too much of that. Well, so many people don't know that they're there. I, I can't tell you how many clients that I've, you know, that have asked me for help, and when I help them, we log in and we see that, I say, look at all, th- this are, these are all things available yeah, to Yeah, they're you. really neat tools. Yeah. And they're all use electronic, them. and they yeah. usually are, are geared so that they're really easy to use. But and to your point, when it comes to planning for liquidity, if you're getting close to retirement, you do need a little bit more in-depth than these more generalized tools that are kind of giving sure. you perspective more than anything. They should yeah. be talking to you in, in that regard. That's yeah. what we tell yeah. all of our 401k plan participants is, look, once you get to within about 10 years mm-hmm. of when you're considering retirement, that's when you may want to start to talk to Jarrett or somebody else here. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're outside of that, you know, you're talking about rebalancing, and we talk about all the volatility that we've had in the market. Mm-hmm. And obviously, March and April, I got more phone calls than I have in the last 10 years I've been in the business. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the truth. And that's the way it works. Which, yep. which, which, by the way, is a good thing. It means people sure. are thinking about the accounts. But, you know, rebalance was a big thing that you heard people talking about on CNBC and reading the newspaper. What mm-hmm. is rebalancing? Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't even really know. Mm-hmm. So let's say at the end of, of, you know, beginning of 2019, you had a 50-50 allocation to stocks and cash. By the end of 2019... Your stock position is probably 65%, (laughs) and your cash is is 35%. Right. So when you move into a period like we saw in February and March, you have much more at risk because your equities grew. So when you rebalance, just like we talk about buying losers, 
and, and selling the winners. You're doing that when mm-hmm. you rebalance. Sure. You're selling the ones that have done well, and you're reallocating in the ones that are lower in price. Right. Yeah, which in volatile markets is that's very key. important. You got you have to keep them in line with those targets that you set, and that's really the purpose of rebalancing is to make sure that, as you said, it, it stays aligned with what you intend for it to be. Yeah, and, and being uh, kind of the guy that focuses on asset management in the room, uh, mm-hmm. I generally also want to make sure to let folks know you know, we just went through a significant downturn. Uh, you know, like we said earlier in the show, we lost almost 34% in a month. Uh, one third of your assets, if they were all invested in equities alone. Uh, if you can go back and look at that, and you would have expected to be a conservative investor, and yet your portfolio lost more than the overall market, you are not invested in a conservative manner. Exactly. Make sure this is a great time to do it because the, the you know it's it's uh, current. I mean this this just happened. Uh, make sure that what you would have expected from your portfolio is actually what it did. If not, again, reach out to the to the advisor attached to your 401k. If not, give us a call. Jared mm-hmm. would be happy to talk to you. Seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. Um, I, you know, it's it's very important. And and the other thing, you know, you said uh, talk to an advisor within 10 years. Do your homework a little first because you wouldn't want to get within 10 years of retirement and learn that you've got a long a way to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it might stretch your, your retirement date, yeah. and you don't want that. But so it's easier to find sure that out 10 years than yeah. uh, I want to retire right. next year. You've got some time. And, you know, no doubt. But right. if you've got 20 years. Why not? Why not figure out the calculation and make sure that uh, what we've got going on, what you're saving, is actually going to be sufficient to get you through to within that ten years. Sure. Yep. All right, we're taking a real quick break. You're listening to Money Talk. We'll be right back. Leave me paradise and put up a fucking line with a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot. Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone It'd be a paradise and put up a fucking line It's likely that we're going to need some mass testing Actionable ideas Some form of contact tracing For short-term, medium, and long-term Economic recovery Recovery You're dialed into Money Talk Money Talks We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jeff McKenzie and Justin Wagner, and we've been talking about uh, what to do in your 401k. Um, you know, first of all, plan. Uh, we we covered that. Second of all, rebalance. Third of all, when you get close to retirement, start talking to somebody about liquidity issues. And um, you know, there's there's always something to be considering, right, uh, when it comes to your 401k. Um, Justin, you got you got more to add. You know, one of the things we were talking about earlier with the uh, dollar cost averaging. I mm-hmm. mean, that's you know, when when you look at the market, if you are contributing a hundred dollars in your four hundred one k into a fund that was ten dollars a share before the market pulled back, all right, and yep. you look a month later and that fund's now six dollars a share, the money that you have in it may have lost some value temporarily, mm-hmm. but your new contributions that you're putting in 
that $100 is going much further. You're buying much more of that same fund. Right. And right. when you wake up a month and a half, two months later, and it's back up to $10 a share, it's up that much more because you were buying at $6. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the big thing that we talk to folks about is, A, don't try to time the market and don't go to cash. A lot of people yeah. thought, yeah. you know, middle of March, end of March, this is it. I got to go to cash. They were going to save themselves from further downturn. <laughs> I mean, you've you've lost a third of it. Yep. And uh, and now w- what are we going to do? Every dime I put in there is just going to nothing. Mm-hmm. This was the human logic. This is yep. the emotional piece That's that right. we try to behavioral move piece from. that we talk it, it really about. is yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and by the and, way, and we are all subjected to that same uh, yeah, problem. We're all humans. Yeah. All those conversations I was having with people on the phone, don't think I didn't feel uncomfortable about what the market was doing. You mm-hmm. knew the professional Obviously. response. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, if we know, which we have, we've seen periods like this before, maybe not because of a virus, mm-hmm. but the market will pull back again like it did back in February and March. But yeah. guess what? 100% of the time, it recovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that. Well, and, so you and want to be positioned for the market when it comes back. And it will always, always be true, always has been and always will be, that dollar cost averaging through tumultuous times like this will pay out, or not pay out, but be the best strategy to use because you don't know right. if you're getting in at a good time or a bad time and long term how that, what kind of an effect that that's going to have. So to the extent that you can, don't let a tumultuous market steer your retirement plan in a different direction. You stick to that strategy, especially to the extent that you're going to continue to get the match. I mean, if you have a match, if you can, I mean, I know some people have lost their incomes during these times, but to the extent you can, if you can contribute at least as much as that match, I mean, that's free money. You got to start there and just stick to that plan so that to Justin's point, you do lower that average cost per share if things do come down in the short term. And you know, it's, it's again, the best strategy you can use through tumultuous times because nobody has a crystal ball, right? So the best you can do is to average in. You get the average cost. So if you're buying in high, buying in low, doesn't matter. You're going to get the average cost over a certain period, and that's why we like the 401K investing so much. And Actually, you get a little better than the average cost, and the reason being is because you buy mm-hmm. more shares when the price is low and fewer shares when the price is high. Mm-hmm. And if you do the, the price per share, you actually do get a better than average cost. And and that's, uh, you know, we that's talk about point. dollar cost averaging all the time. Mm-hmm. And dollar cost averaging doesn't work quite as well. In fact, it doesn't work at all. When the market <laughs> does nothing but go up, right. you would have been much better off just to dump everything you had in the market immediately. Mm-hmm. It's during volatility that actually dollar cost averaging works the absolute best. I yeah. went back and did a study uh, where I, I looked before uh, 1929 and the market crash. And I I found that it took uh, quite a few years. In fact, I think it was through um, 1937, maybe, that it took, you know, for for, uh, your assets to recover. Get back to even. But, if yeah, if if you just DCA'd just a few months in and you would have been better off. Wow. So, I mean, less than than two years for sure. It's like... 15 months, maybe. And, 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 and by the way, that's the beautiful thing about a 401k. It's You're doing that automatically. Mm-hmm. Right. That, when you get your paycheck and it goes into the 401k plan. Yeah. Well, if you that, think about it, nowhere happens. else do you invest so consistently. Correct. That is the, that's why that is one of the best places to do it. Not to mention those kind of accounts are going to have some of the highest contribution allowances that exist. And so if you can fund that account more than any other just about and you can invest so consistently like we're talking about, I think it's a great place to 
you know, have a, a big focus on for your retirement plan. Yeah, so, I mean, if you tie all this in a bow, number one, like I said, know how much you need to be saving. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you need to make sure that you rebalance frequently, uh, especially during volatile markets, but constantly. Just stay with the plan. Just stay with the plan. Nobody expects you not to be a human being. We are all subjected to our emotions. <laughs> and uh, when you have a professional, I mean, take take advantage of the advice that they will give you. Uh, as Justin said, if you've got a 401k plan at work and you've never talked to the advisor and you have questions, that's the that's a great source. It is. Uh, if you don't have that, you can give us a call, 770-429-9166. Hensler Financial would love to talk to you. Don't you touch your face. Don't touch your 401K. <laughs> once, I mean, hey, once, I like once you've gotten all those things right, don't worry about it. That's, yeah. a, that's a great tagline. Yeah. I would say go wait and watch a baseball game, but you can't do that. I can't right do that either. <laughs> golf is on. Unfortunately. Golf is on. Yeah, you could, I mean, Jarrett's house, you could probably play wiffle ball with the kids mm -hmm. in the backyard. Oh, there's a constant game of that going. Yeah, I don't Just know why. And I also don't know why you didn't. Oh, I know why you didn't invite me over because I'm diseased <laughs> or potential. I got to get clearance for you to come into Paulding. You know I that. Well, I've been it's, it's not an easy I, thing to do. I am a landowner in Paulding County. <laughs> you can't keep me out. That is true. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, we have a few other questions. This one is quite topical as well. So, um, <clears throat> got a situation here. Marvin from Lawrenceville writes in. Uh, my company has been doing all it can to keep us stable and employed through the pandemic. Last month, we got notice that they were suspending the 401k contribution match. Should I be worried about our company? I've never had this happen before. What should I be doing? Well, I, I can tell you, if, if you are contributing, continue to contribute, whether the company's going to match or not. That's yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, uh, and know. it's still incumbent upon you to make sure Correct. that you are saving for your own retirement to make sure that it works. Right. And the only way you can know that is if you've got, you know, if you've gone to the website, looked at their calculator might be a good way. If not, talk to somebody. I mean, uh, you know, what you're really wanting to do is make sure that at your retirement age, you've got ample replacement of the income that you make today. But then you need to project forward. There's things like inflation and taxes and, mm -hmm. you know, lots of other things. It might take a professional to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't understand the calculator, though, ask somebody. Yeah, well, it is unfortunate that they may have, you know, done away with the match. I would say, to some degree at least, that may be a good thing because your income is going to be more protected. If they're not doing that because they're putting it into the business to make sure that it stays solvent and can continue its operations, well, you know, again, even though it's unfortunate the match is gone, I would say I'd feel pretty pretty good that they're taking steps to ensure you still have a job. Right, yeah. exactly. And, you know, the, the, company's, the company needs to continue to function and operate mm -hmm. in order to keep you uh, employed. But, uh, you know, this harkens back to something we talked about in the first part of the show. Jarrett, you uh, mentioned I was telling you to buy energy stocks. Well, you know, you look at the longer-term numbers, they look ugly. If you look at them from when I started pounding the <laughs> thing, way, this, yeah. is, this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've they've gone up quite a bit, and mm -hmm. one of them that we owned was uh, Royal Dutch Shell. We continue to own that yeah. and recommend it to clients. They cut their dividend, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the dividend at the time was yielding a huge amount. It Double was, digits, I think. Yeah, it was. Just because they dropped yeah. the price. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Royal Dutch came out and made a few comments, and um, you know they did cut their dividend. Um, 
<clears throat> and it, they still pay a dividend. It's just not as big as it used to be. But yeah. they did that to sustain the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, although it did get kicked around when it was announced, um, many expected it. I did not, I'll be honest. Um, but but the thing is, the business is stronger financially for having done something like that. Mm-hmm. And this ties back in perfectly. And that doesn't uh, mean that they the, won't increase it again in the future. And that doesn't mean your match won't come back well, in the future. Well, in order for them to right. be competitive in right. the market, they know. They offered this this uh, match at one point in the in the past. And they did it so that they can attract good employees like yourself. So, uh, Marvin, I would say, you know, I, I keep doing Take care of yourself. You yeah. know, don't don't try to do something out of spite because it's not going to hurt anybody but you. Um, and the company's probably better off. Yeah, I wouldn't be terribly worried more. about the company. Yeah. There. All right. Well, uh, I guess this is the point at which uh, I ask you guys market up or down this week. I'm going up. I think it's going to go up from here, too. All right. So uh, you know what I'm going to say. I say the market's up. (laughs) Take care. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.